This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And a big good morning to everyone. Hey, Sean, welcome back. Good morning, thank you. I have Sean James right here in the studio with me. Very special. And we have a date after the radio show. Where are we going? <laughs> We're going to the Orchid Show at the Toronto Botanic Gardens. I'm very excited. It's my first Orchid Show. You're fir- oh, wow. This is going to be very excited. A virgin Orchid Show goer. <laughs> it's a really cool show. This, uh, this year, the theme is Treasures. It is open today, 11 till 5, and tomorrow, 11 till 5, Toronto Botanical Gardens, as you mentioned, uh, which, of course, is Leslie and Lawrence. Uh, The actual address is 777 Lawrence Avenue East. Uh, Admission is $12 for adults. Kids are free, but I tell you, it's an amazing show. Your socks are going to get knocked off, and I'm going to have my camera ready to see that look on your face when we walk in, because it is really just, it's very awesome. I wore special socks just so they could get knocked off. Okay, good. Good. I hope we don't hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Orca Show is today, tomorrow. Uh, so that's happening. Grab it while you can. If you can't get out this weekend, there's another Orchid Show next weekend at the Royal Botanical Gardens. Two weekends, heads. Oh, it? Am I wrong? I, I, no, probably not. <laughs> so it's either next weekend or the weekend after. We will check into that. I thought it was next weekend, but you're right. Could be know. two. Could be two weeks. <laughs> um, all right. So a couple of things going on. As you know, we're at that time of year. Set your PVR if you've got one or a VCR if you're still working with those because or plan this Monday to sit down to watch the season premiere of Ageless Gardens on Vision TV. It starts at 9 p.m. here in, here in Ontario. Healing Plants is the first topic of this five-part series. Um, I'm part of episode four, just in case anybody cares. But tune in this Monday for more about plants from Nature's Pharmacy that have medicinal qualities that heal. Very cool. Same evening, Monday, February 12th, the Asian Court Garden Club is meeting at 8 o'clock at the Knox United Christian Education Centre, 2575 Midland Avenue at Shepherd. Guest speaker is Dorothy Grecky, New Plants for Spring. Valentine's Day, lots going on. The Riverdale Hort Society's meeting at the Frankland Community Centre, 816 Logan Avenue, just south of the Danforth, 7 p.m. Stephen Biggs is on hand to explain the joys of Brugmansia and all other things tropical. He's great. He is great. <clears throat> Stephen Biggs, the fig pig. <laughs> now he calls himself that. Seriously, I didn't make that up. Um, okay, so also same evening, the Scarborough Garden and Hort, so February 14th, Valentine's Day, the Scarborough Garden and Hort Society general meeting and free Valentine's Day presentation, The Bee and Love. 
by Oliver Couteau of the Toronto Beekeepers Co-op. Refreshments included and lots more. Guests, of course, are always welcome. Doors open at 7 at the Scarborough Village Community Centre, 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. And I've just got to mention this because next Saturday, okay, Orchid Society this weekend at Toronto Botanical Gardens. Next Saturday, one-day event, Get the Jump on Spring. And it happens every year. It is the annual Horticultural Open House, 20-plus exhibitors, Hort Societies, Garden Clubs, Environmental Organizations, Floral Design Competition and Show, plus it's a CD Saturday. So swap your seeds, get a hold of unusual, interesting heirloom seeds. That's from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. next Saturday. Of course, free parking, free admission. Uh, $2 donation is appreciated. I will be there speaking at 2.30 next Saturday, presenting Great Gardens with Less Water. So plan to attend if you can. That's a good topic, too. It is, depending on the season. <laughs> Based on last year, it's kind of like, what? Yeah, no shortage of water. What do we do with all that water? <laughs> but yes, you're right. Sometimes, That's where I talk on rain gardens. Yeah, you Between do. Between the two of us, we got it covered. That's one of your specialties, right? You do talk about environmental design, sustainable design, keeping the water on the property so that it will be there in the groundwater or accessible to the plants. We've got a Milton, uh, Milton Horticultural Society having a CD Saturday on the 24th as well Okay. Uh, at the Landscape Ontario headquarters on fifth line in milton oh okay so is that uh, during the day on the saturday yeah i'll oh, be there okay. answering questions and uh, doing a little talk and very exciting oh nice you'll be there I will. of course <laughs> you, you you you're how many better be. how many past presidents of the milton horton's horse society have I'm you been just a two-timing two-time two-time past president <laughs> two-timing i love it a two-timing past president all right on that note we will be right back after these important messages from our sponsors change stations just because the weather changes garden tips and advice all year round this is the garden show with charlie dobbin exclusively on zoomer radio so guess what i forgot the phone numbers okay my buddy you're on (laughs) i got that um the local number is 416-360-0740 yep and the toll-free number is uh 866-740-4740 right so that's call in share share a question share a tip say hello happy to hear from you (laughs) and in the meantime we do have a caller online jim is calling again from philadelphia good morning jim hi charlie good morning how are you Good, good. How are you guys? Excellent. Snowing down your way? No, uh, actually going to get three inches of rain between now and... Oh, you're that much warmer. Yeah, we've just had snow like every day for the last four days. Yeah, it's a real but, winter. Frank but it's picks... coming on top of frozen ground, so it's not going to be Oh, that's not that's so good. That's a flooding yeah. recipe. Yeah. yeah. Well, Frank sure picked a good time to go away is all I can say. <laughs> I was just thinking, he's in the Caribbean, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Hate oh. him. I hate him. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so calling about a cousin wanted, has an extra quarter acre that they don't want to cut, they don't want to deal with. He said, can we make a sunflower field for the kids? I said, I'm not going that size right off the bat. Yeah, really? That's big. Yeah, let's start with something like 30 by 60. Hmm. Um, so I ramped up last year with extra sunflowers I planted so I could collect the seed heads. And I believe I have plenty of seed to cover this size. It's more on how do I want to sow these? I did a small 10 by 10 area for them last year, mm-hmm. but I went and got purchased a soil compost mix and threw it over and covered them. I'm not doing that again. No. Um, my thought was throw the seed down or first mm-hmm. take a core aerator on the back of a uh, riding mower, core aerate the area, throw the seed down, and then take a dethatcher back across to scrape it and mix everything in 
Hmm. Walk away. Do that just before it's going to rain. What's there now? Just grass. But like like turf grass or just a whole grassy mess? Uh, like, it should be turf. It, it's part of their lawn. I mean, he cuts yeah, it every oh, week. Okay. Right, so but it's, it's weedy. Yeah, okay. it's not manicured or anything, not seeded, not fed. Uh, if let go, I guess that might be your point. If let go, I mean, you're going to get clover, mm-hmm. dock, mm-hmm. the dandelion, yeah. I mean, just a <clears throat> non-treated non. Yeah, so you need to, you know, you need something like a, seed, a drill, like you need mm-hmm. to a be seed able, drill, a yeah. seed drill, something that will actually put poke holes and seeds can drop into those holes and then you can just walk away. That's what okay. you on, that, on that scale, yeah, it's not a simple, you can't just stick them in the dirt with your thumb. No. It's a bigger deal, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but you would have very good success, I bet, if you could just get those seeds just under the ground. Like, no tilling, like I wouldn't bother with any dethatching rakes or anything like that. I would try and disturb the soil as little as possible. And the dethatching rakes might actually damage the seed itself. Mm-hmm. That would be part of my concern. But if you dethatched it and then just threw down your seed and raked it in, if you didn't care yeah. about it being in perfect rows, mm-hmm. then that might work as well. True. Yeah, because the dethatching will open up some yeah. pores and then get that seed scattered mm-hmm. across the area you want planted and then go back with, with uh, something that can kind of rake a bit of soil, hopefully over the seed. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Jim, <clears throat> do it just before a rain. Your chances would be pretty good, I think. I think so, too, yeah. So forget the idea of the core aerating. Just go straight with first dethatch, put the seed down. And I could go, I'll go back over by hand with a rake to mm-hmm. level everything. It's not that big an area, but I wasn't going <laughs> to. You know, try to hand seed every no. seed. Or- well, I would. Th- I think the dethatching would open up the turf better than the core aerator. Okay. I think, yeah, yes, I in terms of the yep. seeds getting down and in. See, the seeds, anytime we plant seeds, the important thing is seed has to be in contact with soil. Right. Because that's where the moisture is going to sit near the seed, you know, cause of the seed coat to break, and the plant will grow. It's when seeds are hovering up in the top in the foliage of, of the past, you know, planting, that the seeds just sit there and dry up and never never grow. So it's opening it up without doing massive disturbance is your challenge. So, yeah, I think I'd go exactly dethatch, broadcast seed quick rake and watch the rain okay. some of them standing through the winter too it's really good for pollinators to have that uh, as a, a winter um, resource yeah that's the next conversation cleaning <laughs> up the head removing all that stuff when yeah, yeah. <laughs> october gets here and everything's dying off yeah i guess that's your brother you said your brother-in-law i guess it's getting him him on deck for some of that <laughs> him his lacrosse team come on boys let's go that's yep. exactly right oh excellent jim well i looking forward to hearing uh, an update on how this is all going yeah, in the next great. month or so we'll check in in the summer probably all right perfect thanks jim take Bye, care bye bye um, all right, so, okay, uh, look, we've got Rita from Richmond Hill, and she wants to hear the recipe, it looks uh, like. Oh, and, and so did and Leslie. Leslie from where in. was, the, did she say where she's from? Uh, I didn't pay that much attention. Okay, you sorry, read sorry, that. Sorry. I'm going to say hello to Rita. <laughs> it doesn't say. Good morning, Rita. Charlie, I just wanted to know the recipe again <laughs> for the rabbits. I, I, I wrote most of it down, but I don't think I've got it all. No worries, because we also received an email. I passed it to Sean immediately and said, this is for you. Do your recipe again. So everybody, pencils poised. Let's start writing as we get a slow explanation on this recipe. And what's it going to protect from rabbits? It's it's The, the Winnipeg Parks Department used it for protecting their tulips from deer. Mm. I've uh, suggested people use it for bunnies, and they do as well. And I've even heard that it works to help keep squirrels away, but they're pretty persistent. So I'm What not. about groundhogs? Hmm. 
I can't hmm. see why not. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I really don't know for sure, but I think it would be worth trying because it's such yeah. a cheap thing mm-hmm. to do and mm-hmm. easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, all, all you need, if, if, if folks are ready. Yep, everybody's yep. ready. You sure? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Just do it nice oh, yeah. and clear and slow. Uh, two eggs. Yep. Two cups of milk. Mm-hmm. Uh, two liters of water. Sorry about bouncing back and forth between metric and imperial. Uh, two tablespoons of olive oil. Two tablespoons of dish soap. And then you can add in uh, a couple of tablespoons of cayenne pepper or anything peppery if you want as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hopefully that's the same thing I said last time. Yep. Uh, you said a warm day and a spray bottle last time, I think. Yeah, you want to you spray it on until it's, it's the foliage is covered. Uh, the eggs are going to help it stick, but also uh, they're going to smell to the animals. Not to us, because it's very dilute, but to the animals it'll smell like rotten eggs. Okay. Um, and then everything else has a purpose in the recipe, like the soap helps it spread. And you said that that um, it will be fine till it rains, and once it rains, then you have to redo it. No, it'll it'll last about a month. Thank you oh. for clarifying that. Actually, yeah, it's yeah. A good because point. the eggs really—I mean, try washing off eggs once they've yeah. dried on, right? That's part of the, the the neat part about the recipe is that the eggs actually stick. And I I've seen uh, a little bit of research from I think it was a university in in Arkansas uh, to this as well. Like there's actual scientific research behind it, not just anecdotal hmm. stuff. That's good. We yeah. always Thank like you that. so much. You're very welcome. Um, I flashed on something. Oh yeah, you said dish soap. Oh, difference between dish soap and dish detergent. That I'm not sure. You uh, you had a good point last time, which was don't use palm olive, was it? Well, well, the because it, it'll strip away the 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 waxy coating on the leaf. Yeah, the see, that's the, the challenge with the detergents. Detergents have emulsifiers, so they tend they spread. Yeah, uh, and they de like they break grease particles apart. That's why we love detergent. Okay. but soap is much stickier. Soap right. doesn't cause that. Uh, breaking apart of molecules. But dish soap is a bit hard to get a hold of. I mean, ivory, I guess, is the one that's soap. That sounds technically good to me, yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're going to hold you to this. <laughs> I, every time I get an email, I'm going to be forwarding it to you. <laughs> I'll take that. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I, again, I'm looking for some feedback on, on how this works well, out people can also, like, the, we're so, everybody's so reachable now. Pe- folks can reach me on Twitter at uh, uh, Sean James Designs and on, on Facebook as well. Like, there's all kinds of ways to get information out. And, and more importantly, share it with people, which is the yeah, wonderful thing course. about today's world. You know, and we can I'm, share stuff back and forth. And gardeners are the best sharers. <laughs> it's true. They really are. <laughs> and moochers, too. <laughs> true. Uh, both, sides of the, come, yeah, both sides of the coin. forward all that day. <laughs> That's where I've got all my best chrysanthemums is from sweet little old ladies. And, yeah, exactly. Oh, here, have a piece. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> That's so special. Can I, I have well, some? I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. quite a little collection now. Oh, good for you. All right. I'm just trying to remember. Oh, oh, Sebastian, are we due for another break? He's looking at me like maybe. <laughs> I can't remember. Have we had one or two? We've done two already or just one? All right. Let's go. Let's do our second break and then we can get to some callers. Thanks. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Let's just do the phone numbers quickly. And I want to remind everybody, if you are a first-time caller, we have discovered the secret location of the bell. And it's here, so you will get your wings if you'd like to call in. But tell Sebastian you are a first-time caller. So the phone numbers, please. I like this because it's something that I'm already good at. Uh, The local (laughs) number is 416-360-0740. 
And the toll-free number is 866-740-4740. On the break, uh, we were just, Sean and I were just talking about birds. Uh, there's, I noticed, heard something on the radio about how there's a population increase of, of snowy owls that have now moved down into the Toronto GTA area. So there's been quite a few sightings, particularly along the Don Valley. And even in Oakville, there's one that always sits on the pier in Bronte. Like, they, they have regular hangouts. That's yeah, they're hunting. Really cool. And they, they, this is hunting season right now. They're eating like crazy because they're going to be breeding very soon. Yes, the, and, the, the population's exploding up north, mm-hmm. and then they're so the coming down here as yeah. they use up the food up there. Right, right. And so we're guess, getting lots of them. Yeah, lots of them. And uh, and that, of course, took me back to the fact that we saw, I was saying, oh, those must have been snowy owls we saw in High Park last Saturday. And you said, no, 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 no. Well, I'm not a very good birder. I'm a birder. I'm enthusiastic You're pretty confident. I'm, well, I, yes. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that what we saw was a white morph of a red-tailed hawk. There were but two. But we saw two. Yes, but one of them was... <laughs> But they both had white flashes on their wings. Yes, they do. They they have on the one undersides of their wings are white. Um, This one just looked almost yellowy white. All right, so I'm sitting in my dining room, I think on Monday uh, last week, just just coincidentally looking out my dining room window at the, my bird feeding station and what flies in but a red-tailed hawk Lovely. attempts to land yes. on the bird feeding station but it is way too big to, to <laughs> land on anything so it comes down and it flutters around and, and meanwhile some little birds took off really fast <laughs> which is obviously what the hawk was going for yes. so it fluttered over hovered over the bird feeders and then it just landed in the tree nearby and sat there going come on back I'm hungry it's amazing how having <laughs> birds in our garden soothes us because when they until a hawk rolls in, it's because we know that the, <laughs> if if there are predators around, all the birds go away. Yes. So when we hear the birds, we that know primitive part of your brain knows that it's safe, safe. there. It's true. I was sitting working away at my computer, and my bird feeder is just outside the yeah. window. And I sort of looked up, like when the fridge stops, you notice yeah. something's yeah. wrong. I looked up and I thought something's wrong, and I looked out the window, and there was a Cooper's hawk, yeah. six feet from my nose, staring yeah. at me, looking at me like, "Are you food?" All the other food <laughs> flew away. Exactly. You seem rather <laughs> handy. Very cool. And, and we had a sharp shinned hawk too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's very cool. I know. I'm, I'm a total amateur birder, but I do. I love it. Okay. We've got lots of callers. So cool. let's get to, let's talk to Rosemary from Fort, he- Fort Erie. Good morning, Rosemary. Good morning. I'm calling to give everybody some hope. Oh, love that it. That things are percolating underground. Oh, really? Excellent. A couple of weeks ago, um, when all the snow had melted away, mm-hmm. my husband came in to tell me my daffodils were poking up through oh, the soil. There you go. There you I go. have a very protected bed. Yeah. And um, the, only in that bed. And there they were, just, you know, maybe yeah. an inch and a the half up. But they're yeah. coming. Ah, good to hear. And Everybody you know, panics about that, and they really don't need to. The bulbs no, will be fine. It doesn't sound like Rosemary's panicking. Yeah, no, she's true. No, it's she's saying it's, yeah. it's a good thing. And and you're right. There was that thaw, and the sun felt so warm. That was, what, a whole two weeks ago? <laughs> yes, yes. And the, the driveway's concrete, and they're up against the house. Oh, yeah. It's one of my warmest beds, yeah. my best beds, my roses Earliest. are... Yeah. Last year were spectacular. It was a great year last year for roses. Yes, yes. And but I just wanted to let everybody know uh, it's perfect. coming. <laughs> oh, thank you. Good share. Thanks for that. I'm thank smiling you. ear to Bye-bye. ear right now. <laughs> Bye-bye. I can't wait to see the new At Last Rose this year and the Canadian Shield Rose. I've got both of those in my garden and yeah. they were great last year and yep. this will be their first full year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really my excited. roses were like, whoo, mm-hmm. beauteous last year. Hey, guess what? Get your arm ready. Our next caller is Sue calling from Deseronto, and she's a first-time caller. Good morning. Good morning. Do you hear that bell? 
Congratulations, you have your wings. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, but I'm actually calling from Pefferlaw. Oh, Pefferlaw. Oh, all right. Deseronto, Pefferlaw, they all sound the same, right? <laughs> very good. <laughs> Sorry about that. No so problem. what's going on? My question is about lilac bushes. Mm-hmm. They're about four years old, and they've never bloomed. Oh. What am I doing wrong? Are they any, lilacs. Are they any specific kind of lilac or just a regular lilac? I've got common. I've got French. Um, I've probably got about uh, eight or ten of them trying to form a bush, mm-hmm. or sorry, a, a hedge type uh, effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, needless to say, no blooms ever. So a uh, full sun. And even the common one's not blooming. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and you answered the question about the full sun. And it's not too wet there. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, it could just be an age thing. I mean, lilacs are pretty... It, you've got a good question there, because yeah. usually they're pretty straightforward. Uh, Were I don't, they blooming at all when you purchased them, or when you first... Have you seen blooms ever on them? I, on, one of the, uh, on one of them, uh, about three years ago, there was five blooms, and it was quite, quite attractive, but mm-hmm. literally five and only five, and no blooms since. So. Okay, one more question. Do you prune your lilacs? I don't. Okay, good. I was going to say, because sometimes when they don't flower, it's because they've been pruned in the fall. Oh, but okay. You never prune lilacs in the fall because you'll be pruning off the flower buds. Yes, of course. So the only time we prune lilacs is after they flower. So that's, you know, sort of late spring when they've finished flowering. Okay. If you uh, must, yeah. Okay, fertilizer? Are they getting fertilizer? Yeah, um, typically either compost or um, I usually just use 20-20-20, but... Yes. Okay, that might. Yeah. I was going to suggest uh, anytime you have a tree that's under stress in any way, shape, or form, or it's not really doing what you want, the best thing you can do to help a tree out is to put down a few inches of a well-broken-down compost. You don't want it too fresh. You don't want too much nitrogen because then you're going to get all flowers and no leaves. The other way around, all leaves and no flowers. You're absolutely correct. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think um, that's what's happened. I think what you've end, what's ended up happening, Sue, is you've been supporting the plants, feeding them, but the uh, proportion of nitrogen, so that's the, the first letter, first number in any fertilizer um, uh, right. explanation. Yeah, so the nitrogen is supports a lot of green growth, and you're ending up doing just that. You are encouraging a lot of green growth okay. at the expense, and the, so the flowers aren't happening. Okay. So no more fertilizer. It. Certainly go with the compost, like Sean said. And the um, compost will support the whole soil microbiome, all the good things that yeah. live in the soil that will help release the nutrients, all of the nutrients to help the tree, yeah. not just nitrogen, phosphorus, yeah. potassium, but everything. Microbes, yeah. yeah. And all the good, the good bacteria, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah. So, yeah. So, no no synthetics, just st- stick with the compost. And I think you'll see that, yeah, if assuming there's lots of sun and good drainage, you'll you'll have flowers. Maybe not this, this spring, but for sure next right. spring. Okay. Oh, that's great. Okay, so there is hope. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. I like that always. You're welcome. Gardeners Thanks are optimistic for calling. I know, I know. It's so cute. So calling all the way from Holton Hills, we have Pat on the line. Good morning, Pat. Oh, and she's a first-time caller. Get that arm going. There you go. Did you hear that? I did. All right. Um, okay, I'm going to pull over because I'm driving, and yes, I shouldn't please. be driving, and it's snowing. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'm calling for my sister in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I gave her your phone number, and I said, call. We have a Hoya plant that was our mother's, uh-huh. and it's in a bank of windows, like huge, huge windows that she's got. She's the one who has the green thumb. Okay. Uh, but this Hoya uh, is just literally taking over the whole room. 
<laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. I, love well, it. I love it when the problem is the plant is just getting too big. <laughs> well, it's right up to the ceiling and it's crawling along the walls and everything. Yeah. And so I think what she needs to know is what do we do to trim it down? Like, uh, I think she's afraid to, um, you know, to start chopping it and uh, then it'll go dormant or, you know, won't do anything. But it's continuously bloomed. Oh, nice. They're so fragrant. Mm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just beautiful. But like I said, she's the one who has three thumbs. She's yeah. got orchids growing all the time. And, yeah. But and yeah, I, th- I think this is a very good time for this call. Because if I was going to do some radical pruning on a Hoya, Hoya is a tropical plant. If I was going to do radical prun- pruning on an elderly plant that sounds like she's got, I would be doing it right around now. Now, anytime within the next month. Yep. She can get out her nice, sharp pruners or scissors and uh, look at the plant, think about ultimately having it as balanced as possible and uh, prepare to remove as much as 30% of the plant if she'd like to. Take it back to like take up a to one 30%. sort of vine okay. back to okay. a side oh. vine yeah. and okay. or take it back to a pair of leaves. Right. Yeah. So take it right down to the bottom, or no, no, no. no. So say so the, the the pot is sitting in one certain spot, and it's got tendrils that are shooting off twelve feet in all directions. Let's say. Right. So what I would do is I'd say, well, I don't want this plant to have twelve foot tendrils. I want to bring it back to eight foot tendrils. So every one of those long branches needs to come back towards the pot by about thirty percent of its current length. It means she will be removing an awful lot of flowers, but she may decide to not bring everyone back. Like, it's going to be based on how it fits into the room, and really. And she can give those cuttings to people, too. Absolutely. It's pretty easy to grow. She can regrow all those pieces. The only okay, thing that's so probably pretty important to mention is is that it's going to prompt a lot of new growth. Yeah, well, we'll get, so. go there later. She's <laughs> going to overtake the room again. So can all those tendrils, so when she takes them off... Mm-hmm. Can she repot them? Can she put them in soil? Can she put them in water and re-root them? Yep, yep, she can. Remember that the roots will come from where the leaves are attached to the stems. So as long as, you know, she's got chunks of cuttings that have at least, you know three buds on them, three bumps on the stems, because uh, and I, Hoya, as, as I recall, you can just put in a glass of water, and yep. roots will grow from those little bumps on the stems, and once you've got some roots showing into little pots, and off you go. Mm-hmm. So she could open up a Hoya nursery by the sounds of it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll take it home, and I'll probably end up, you know, killing it or something. Oh, no, you won't. Lots of sun and don't water. That's all you need to know. Give bunches to friends, and that way you'll have insurance. <laughs> I, I know how you feel. I have my great-grandmother's Christmas cactus. Yeah. No, she just keeps spraying it. Spray with water. Yeah. Yeah, good for her. It's a good idea. There you yeah, go. Um, it's just spray. Okay. So Thanks, Pat. Off by 30% and take it off and then repot. Yep. Up to okay. 30%, no more. Just as a, as a general rule, anytime in the next month or today. Okay. okay. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Thanks. All righty. Uh, it looks like Sebastian is indicating we need to take a quick break. So let's do that. And we'll be right back to speak with Angela, who's calling from Brampton. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. It's Charlie Dobbin and Sean James today. 
I'm so glad you're here, Sean. I'm glad I'm here, too. It's always fun. It always is fun. You're such a smiling, hopeful, optimistic, good person. So thanks thanks again for making the trip to yeah, all the way here. Pia Gardner. Yeah, well, Liberty <laughs> Village is a bit of a trip from Milton. It's neat, though. I like it. Yeah, it's nice down here. Hey, look, we've got another first-time caller. So your arm is getting a serious workout. <laughs> good job. Good morning, Angela. How are you? Hi. Good morning, um, Charlie and Sean. I have a plant called the Song of Jamaica, mm-hmm. and it is dropping its leaves, and I don't know whether to cut it back now or to fertilize it now. It was beautiful and mm-hmm. full, but all of a sudden it's just dropping its leaves. How long have you had the plant? Oh, a long time. Oh, really? And have you moved it recently? Yes. Uh, okay, so where, what was the move? I moved it from upstairs to downstairs. Okay, now if that it's probably dropping its leaves because the light levels have changed. Yeah, lowered. You've got less light on that plant than you did have. Yes. Okay, so if that's true, you've got to make sure you're giving it less water than you were giving it because it needs less water in lower light. Oh, okay. So it's probably dropping its leaves because you're watering every Sunday. It will also, most plants will drop their leaves just from being moved. It's stress. Uh, they'll, they'll get a little bit shocked and, and, and yeah. a, a few leaves will die off. That's yeah, but it sounds normal. like more than a few yeah, here. Yeah, but just, you know, so people don't panic. Yeah, true. The, um, so, or can you increase the light? Can you move it closer to a window, a western or southern? Uh, or I have it um, sort of close to a window that's, uh, it's not really a window because it's in the basement. But the, the, it's where the light from the basement is, is hitting it. Right. Okay. But I don't know whether I should prune it now what? or fertilize it. Okay, don't do any, either of those things right now because the leaves are dropping from the lower portion of the plant, I assume. Yes. Right. So if you did any pruning, you'd be pruning off the top which is where you've got your nice leaves now. Unless, for some reason, you say, okay, this plant is just so ugly, the whole bottom has just lost all its leaves, and the tips are all nice and green, you could just cut the tips off, throw away the mother plant, keep all those little babies, and start again. Okay. That's an option, too, meaning keeping those tip cuttings, get some roots growing. How big is the plant? Is it big and tall? Not that big, I wouldn't say medium height. Okay. Um, supplemental light, maybe a little grow light uh, could be suspended nearby. Just something that would make a real difference. I think you'd find it would look a lot better. It would grow back some of those leaves that have dropped. Uh-huh. In the meantime, make sure you're, you're uh, practicing good garden hygiene. Don't leave those leaves in the pot. No. Because they will rot and, and cause problems. And only water that plant when the soil feels very dry to the touch. So okay. The top of the surface of the soil has to feel very dry. Maybe I watered it too much because I thought it was because the leaves were turning yellow and dropping. Yeah. That you know, maybe I overwatered. You may have more common than people know. Yes, probably too, the most common problem. Exactly, a little too much love kills plants every time. Trust me. <laughs> so for now, no water at all until it feels very dry. And of course, sometimes I suggest a moisture meter for people that have a fairly deep pot. And you know, how deep can you stick your finger into that soil anyway? Yeah. So a moisture meter, just a simple little tool, ten bucks at Canadian Tire. Yeah, I got one of those. Yeah, so stick that down into the pot. See what it's showing you uh, down, you know, 10 inches down into the soil. You may find that the surface feels quite dry, but it's showing wet down low. And if so, do not water until that's dried. It might be a month from now. But when can I prune it? Yeah. So say that again. 
So when should I prune it? Should maybe in... Okay, so typically you wouldn't do a lot of pruning unless it's got branches that are shooting in funny directions and it's looking very unbalanced. Uh-huh. You would normally just let that plant grow. It is a Dracaena, if anybody is wondering what plant we're talking about. Um, yeah. If you wanted to look it up, it's Dracaena, so D as in dog, R-A, C as in Charlie, E-N-A, Dracaena reflexa is the proper name of the plant you've got. Okay. Uh, if you want to look that up in a, in a book or the web, uh, you yeah. can get some tips on best care to, to really make it look good and pruning typically isn't a big part of it and do not fertilize until it's uh, gotten over the stress it's currently under so that might be a month or two from now okay but you can definitely fertilize then not before Okay. okay. Thanks, Angela. It's a, it's a challenge. Sometimes those tropical plants, you know, we do, we move them around. But your We push point, them pretty hard. Too. But your point was a good one. Every time you move a tropical plant inside your home, and of course, Ficus benjamina or Benjis <laughs> are famous Notorious. for this. Yeah. So, you know, you'll look at the, you just move it like a foot and all of a sudden like And then 10% people jiggle the, them to knock off the leaves and then it goes, oh my goodness, and makes more leaves die and then people jiggle it again. And... <laughs> I get out a broom and beat them myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it over with. Now, oh, ficus yeah. alii is yeah, lovely. It's with way its long leaves. It puts up with anything. Exactly. It's, it's a much tougher much plant. plant. Exactly. I agree. Sorry, Benji. Uh, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> um, look, we've got Rick on the line calling all the way from White River, where it is probably about 30 below zero right now. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How are you? I'm starting to grow plants already. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. And is, is it making you feel better getting back in the dirt? Absolutely. Oh, good. How cold is it there right now? It, it's about 30 below right now. Yeah, oh, I figured. I figured. It's yeah, been like that all, all winter. <laughs> no, it's just been nonstop snow here, but we're only hovering at five below. Well, as long as the sun shines. Yeah, it makes us all feel better. I, I'm going to ask you about my hibiscus finally. Okay. I want to cut it back, mm-hmm. and I want to propagate it. Okay. Um, so what... Good time. You know, um, yes, I was waiting for you. Um do you cut it down to last year's uh, where it was started from? Uh, it more comes down to if the is. Do you put it out in the summer at all? Or yes. Do, yeah. Okay. So it comes down to how big you want that plant to be when you bring it in next fall. Well, right? not so much. Uh, I want to. I want to grow some more. Of course. Well, you can. I mean, you can cut, uh, frankly, hibiscus are so tough. You, you can take off more than 30% of a hibiscus. You can take off 60% of the hibiscus. You until can take off as much as you want, but the ones you're going to propagate, you want to be, I would say, four to six inches long. Cutting new pieces from yeah. the tips. Yeah. It, yeah. And would it be better to put them in water or, or, or They or work ground? in water. Yeah. They work in water, and you can keep track of them and see the roots. And as soon as you start to see some roots, you can start potting Just them up. Just change the water frequently, as, mm-hmm. as I found the problem mm-hmm. with them. Yeah, they, they like their water changed a lot. Yeah, they don't like it yes, getting algae. Maybe that's what I'm doing wrong. Okay, there you and go. You get the slimies. Yeah, no slime. They don't like that. It's like cut flowers. They <laughs> la- like cut flowers last longer in oh, clean water and clean yeah. um, vases. Same hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Treat them like you would a cut flower. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the, the one I bought last year, or somebody bought me, no, it's 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 not too lo- too many. Uh, goodness gracious! It's okay, there's not much growth on it, but to cut the, cut that down too. <laughs> you don't have to. Some of the new varieties are fairly dwarf, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so you only have to. I mean, you cut what you need to cut, yeah. or if you're propagating it, then you take the do whatever you, you want. Yeah, yeah, cut yeah, what you it, want. I should be transplanted. Transplanted or uh, new soil, eh? Not necessarily. The uh, it's smaller only a year. the pot, the more it's going to bloom. You'll know it's time to transplant when roots are showing and growing out of the, the holes in the bottom of the pot. 
Good advice. Okay. That's way. Yeah, that's the easiest way. Hibiscus do tend to be very rooty, though. They grow up very oh, yeah. vigorous, lots of roots. They'll break pots in their effort to you know grow more roots. So that yes, indeed. But when you do pot up a hibiscus, you get a bigger plant. So always keep that in mind. I'm struggling with that with my dad right now. He's got a, a hibiscus <laughs> tree and it needs a new pot. And we're, yeah. we're going, I don't think we want this any bigger. <laughs> so Yeah, you should uh, uh, give it new soil. Yeah, they do appreciate new soil, but again, you will see a big bump in growth when you do that kind of thing. All right. So, you know, if it's good, if that's a good thing and you want bigger plants and sure, transplanting when they're ready with fresh soil will certainly make that happen. Yeah, I just so wish you to get growing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Me too. Well, Cinnamon. it's coming. You yeah. heard uh, Rosemary when she called in. The daffodils have popped up in Fort Erie or did two weeks ago. So it's coming. OK, thank you very much. Take care, Rick. Talk soon. So, we do have to take our last and final break, and when we get back, we are going to just, whoever's on the line, happy to have you here, but Sean wants to share with you one of the things he's got going on coming up this spring. Veritably bouncing up and down. (laughs) Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And this is the Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin and Sean James, who is the, what are you, the provincial spokesperson? I'm the Ontario spokesperson, For upcoming Garden Days. Tell us what is Garden Days. Garden Days is actually pretty cool. It's a nationwide event for sort of building enthusiasm about getting out in the garden and dealing with nature uh, from coast to coast and from June 16th to the 24th. Mm -hmm. And people can register. There's a whole website that'll tell you what events are going on everywhere but in your area you can search by province uh it's it's nice and easy it's gardendays.ca okay. and registering if you've got an event mm-hmm. and like it doesn't matter if you're if you're doing a planting if you're having a strawberry social yeah, uh, or plant a, a sale, flower show or, yeah, yeah plant sale yeah. anything Pork like that it can meeting. be you know conservation authorities it can be garden clubs it can be even even companies can have you know we're having a sale in that week yeah um, or, or do is, something garden based yeah, yeah, yeah just trying to get people really jazzed about gardening nationwide and mm-hmm. so it's it's amazing there's over uh, three 300 events uh, last year that were registered for it, which across is pretty cool. Across Ontario? Across Canada. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty nifty. And, and it's neat to see, you know, that the scale that people get into. Um, every Everything really is, is out there. Uh, garden tours. There's a lot of garden tours. Yes. Uh, concerts in the park. Uh, right, so, that... it's, you know, even if you're not going to uh, have your own event, just to see what's where, yep. uh, to see what's at the local botanical gardens. That's right. Yeah, that's what I did last year. I was looking up to see what was going on in my local during Garden Days and to see who had registered as well, their events. So you're encouraging both those things. Register your event. Yeah. So is that a hard thing to do? It's super easy. There's a tab. It's a great website, actually. There's a tab right across the top of the web page. And uh, and the first one is activities. And Mm -hmm. and then there's one for register. And you Mm -hmm. just fill it in. Have a picture if you can. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. But pictures sell so much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you can have a picture of a, a previous event or even just a flower anything yeah, helps you know yeah. and, and that gets people more enthusiastic Jazzed. about it yeah nice. um so yeah there's there's all kinds of things going on and uh, and, and you know even even just vegetable community garden stuff would yeah you? yeah and are you traveling around the par- the province wearing your ribbon that says i'm the <laughs> they spokesperson didn't give me a sash. i didn't get a sash i want a sash no or scepter a cape. <laughs> yeah <laughs> something a scepter Ooh, way good um I, I hope to go too. see a lot of the uh, a lot of the events i'm, I'm really looking yeah. forward to it um i know there's a lot of stuff going on in ottawa 
while. Like it's a good excuse to travel. Yeah, or it's a good excuse to look around in your own. Backyard. Ottawa's so pretty in the summer. It really is. Yeah, they do yeah. a great job with their florals. There's no question. They money goes into it, and but good maintenance goes into it too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got a, the whole national capital commission. Yeah, it's really skilled people up there. No kidding. But I mean, you're down in Niagara Falls at the Toronto Botanic mm. Gardens, at the Royal Botanical Gardens. We're really gifted here. Mm. Uh, I, I believe the um, there's a special place in Oshawa. Park Parkwood Parkwood. Yep. Uh, they had events last year, and I think they will this year as so well. So Parkwood is actually affiliated with Durham College, where I teach. Neat. So the students uh, do some practicum work <laughs> in the gardens at Parkwood, planting oh, in the spring and and unplanting in the fall. <laughs> that is an amazing place. The tour is fantastic. Yeah, I'm an Art Deco fan. Yes, it's super. Um, you guys <laughs> just got a whole bunch of equipment given to you too, didn't you? Architecture. Someone gave the program a whole bunch of equipment. Some company. Like what kind of equipment? I like lawn equipment, maintenance equipment, and so on. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah, didn't know that. stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Good to know. So, you're, uh, that's it, basically. I, that's, that's it. Do, yes, are you the, speaking anything special during this June 16th, 24th? I am not personally yet. Yeah, I, I, I sure actually hope that I'll just be able to wander and check things out. Not that I'd mind doing it. I'm going to find um, a cape for you. <laughs> Awesome. All right, listen, we have a few short minutes, and I see Jim, our favorite caller from Philadelphia, has called back again, being a very clever guy. So let's see what's going on. Good morning again, Jim. Hey, guys. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Sean. Hey, real quick, I'm looking to start to put in some fruit trees to start a little small orchard. I'm on a third of an acre in my uh, town. Mm-hmm. Pretty open space, nothing inhibiting sun. I um, wanted to make sure sweet cherry, mm-hmm. Asian pear, and peach, they're self-pollinating. Sweet cherry, no. Sour no. cherry, yes. Self-pollinating. Uh-huh. So you're going to need two cherries. But there might be a cherry in the neighborhood. You never know. And it's so it's grafted. If there's yep, two they're varieties all grafted. grafted. Oh, if there's yep. two varieties the on, then you're fine. Yep. That's good, yep. If you can okay. find sweet cherry that's got two varieties on one tree, then you're good. They, that will have, There's your cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. Thinking I can do that myself, buy a kind, find someone who's got one locally, yep. and I'd like to you play can. with that stuff. You should come to school. I've been teaching that just this week, all about grafting fruit trees. Charlie, <laughs> if you were low, if I could get to you guys, I would love. <laughs> I've heard you for years in different classes. I'd love to take some of those. That greenhouse one sounds awesome. Yeah, it is good. So you- the the fruit trees are good too because you're also supporting pollinators and supporting mm-hmm. habitat. And the yeah. the corollary of that is if you can create a little meadow somewhere near the orchard, then you're going to bring the bees in and they'll be there and all the pollinators will be there and ready to work your trees for you. Yeah, exactly. And you've got that whole cycle set up. So yep. that is a very positive. So what was Asian pear and what was the third one? Peach. Peach. Some, many of the peaches will self-pollinate, though they prefer cross. And pears yep. typically always require cross-pollination. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, I plan on playing with some uh, grafting, so maybe I can. So it, I can pull off two separate varieties grafted. They'll pollinate as yep. long as they flower the same time. They will for sure. Good question. Thank you for calling. Got to go. We're at a racetrack, as Frank would say. (laughs) So, hey, Jean, I just want to give you a a huge big thank you for being here. You've been a ton of fun. Thank you. It's been a blast. Not to mention highly knowledgeable. And we are off. We're going to have grab a little breakfast, and then we're off to the Southern Ontario Orchid Society event happening at the Toronto Botanical Gardens. That's going to be fun. So thank you. Thank you to all our great callers. Sebastian, of course, we couldn't do any of this without Sebastian. And uh, again, I want to remind you, Monday night, 9 p.m., I know the Olympics are on, but change the channel at 9 p.m. so that you can catch the first episode of Ageless Gardens. i got to check that out. It's going to be good. Thanks again. See you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio. The new AM740.
This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.